What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to the show. Today, I'm going to talk about how to choose your customers and employees. And my basic argument is, first off, that you are not a leaf in the wind. A leaf has no control over their environment. They come off the tree, and they go wherever the wind takes them. And you're no longer a child. A child doesn't have the choice of who is around them. Now, for myself, I love being a freaking adult. <laughs> I love this stuff, man. I love it. I love that I get to choose the people around me, choose the things that I do, the people I associate with, the thoughts that I have in my mind, the things that I see out in the world and the things that I see on the screen. It's wonderful, man. As a child, I always wanted to just get rid of some people, to stop having to deal with some people. And now that I'm an adult, I 100% take advantage of that fact and craft my interactions with people in a way that I don't have to deal with anybody that I don't like, that I don't want around me, who don't provide value in some type of way. And yeah, but a lot of people hold on to that childlike um, belief that people around them are just around them and they have no control over it. Now I want to talk to you about the ethical implications of seeing yourself as out of control of your relationships. Someone who's out of control of their relationships means that your other relationships are going to be out of control. People think they can compartmentalize themselves and say, I can be abused over here by this person, but that won't affect me over here with this person. Or I can be loud and proud and X, Y, Z over here. But when I go over here, I need to be soft and quiet and submissive and blank and whatever, right? There is no compartmentalizing that way. You bring your whole self to everywhere you go and see who likes it. Because if you're spending 50% of your time practicing self-expression and uh, adulthood and value preferences and having standards for other people, and then you go spend your other 50% of your time giving up your values, being submissive, being a little uh, kid, pretty much, then you have practice. You are consciously practicing being a submissive person with no values who gets tramped on by the people in their environment. And that will 100% affect you when you go out and deal with the expressive people who allow you to be yourself, to be your true self, and express yourself in the way you see fit. And if you don't accept responsibility for the people that you have in your life, the customers and your employees, that means it will end up with you being helpless. Now, helplessness will lead to an influx. <clears throat> excuse me. Helplessness will lead to an influx of low-quality people coming in and high-quality people leaving out. Because if I'm self-responsible and I craft my environment to that which I please, have the relationships that I want to have, disregard the relationships that I don't want to have as an adult, I have that right, I have that privilege, I have that ability to do that if I want to. If I exercise that ability and you come around and you're helpless and you can't control the people in your environment, if I have values and preferences and you don't, what am I going to do? I'm like, well, I have these values and preferences about having certain types of people in my life. This guy or girl doesn't meet that preference of mine. Therefore, she or he or she has to go. And once all the quality people leave, the other, the, the shitty people come in, the bad people come in, and they cause problems. Customers who cause problems always contacting customer service or calling you at random times, outside of business hours, a whole bunch of negative behaviors that customers do. That is very off the rails. In terms of your employees, there's also a variety of things that could go wrong when you have bad quality employees. People not opening up, people not cleaning up, people not doing the job that they're supposed to be doing. These people cause problems, and then the problems increase helplessness. You feel more and more out of control as these bad people come around, and you act helpless, and then the quality people are like, oh, I don't want nothing to do with that. And more bad quality people come in, and then the problems increase because you have bad people, and then so on and so forth. So those are the concrete abstract principles that I, well, that sounds like a contradiction, concrete and abstract and the same. 
those are the principles that I use that I employ myself about the relationships that I have with everybody in my life, whether they be a customer or employee or I don't have any employees, but that's how I deal with people. Hey, I have these values and these standards. Um, you got to fit in here or you're out. And that sounds, you know, a lot of people have an aversion to <laughs> expressing their values and what they want in other people because it's been squashed so freaking much in the school system, dealing with daycare teachers, dealing with classmates, dealing with a whole bunch of people that you would not have chosen if you had the choice. And we've had, for most people, at least two decades of practice doing that. So we feel weird about expressing our preferences in terms of, I like these values in people. I don't like these values in people. If you don't meet that, skedaddle. But now I want to talk about the solution, how to choose your customers and how to choose your employees. And it's simple, but not easy. Or easy, but not simple. One of those, one of those phrases. <laughs> so to choose your customers, all you have to do is pretty much call out the people that you want and repel everyone else in your marketing. So you have these certain people that you want to work with. They share your values. They have wallets. They have the ability to spend and the willingness to spend. And you want to target those people as best as you can. And you do that, of course, through your marketing. And what will happen is you will no longer have to compete with the other people in your um, in your area, in your city, in your state, whatever territory that you're supposed to be operating in. Because you'll be calling out these specific group of people who have the ability and the willingness to spend with you. And they feel best served by you instead of everybody else who's trying to serve all your competitors who are trying to serve everybody that walks in the door with the pulse and a wallet. And that means you get to get out of the race of cutting your prices and copying them, trying to get the gains or trying not to lose the customers that you already had. And these people that come to you after you have spoken to them specifically and repelled everybody else will be willing to spend more for you since they cannot get that experience anybody anywhere else. Now I want to move on to employees and how to do that. That's um, a lot harder than choosing your customers, but it is it is doable. And the way you have to do that is to have the same standards that you would have in your personal relationship for your employees. You say, I have blank, blank, blank standards for the woman that I want to marry. Everybody else has to skid at them, right? And then you do that for their friendships and you do that for your customers. And now you got to do that for your employees. These standards don't have to be the same as the other standards. Like you wouldn't have the same standards for your wife as you would for your employees, Unless you want to marry one of your employees, which is, it's not advisable, but you could do that. Have those standards that you need in place and then make sure those people conform to those standards or be out. And what you have to do, the hardest thing that you have to do and the most rewarding thing that you could do is keep the dumb and lazy people away from the smart and productive people. And I'll do this with a personal example of mine. So a couple of years ago, maybe three years ago now, I was working in a shipping warehouse, a FedEx shipping, FedEx ground shipping thingy. And we would just load boxes on the trucks. And these packages would be very small and light to very heavy and big, right? And I'm a pretty hard worker. I'm a pretty efficient worker. I'm a pretty persistent worker. And I was definitely valuable to the team, whatnot. But there was these people who were lazy as fuck, (laughs) They barely did anything, and some of these people weren't even physically capable of doing the job. I'm talking like 60-year-olds trying to lift 100-pound packages and put them in the truck without breaking their back. They literally could not do the job, and what would happen is I would have to leave my truck, and as a result, my truck would get backed up. I had to go help this old person or some girl who wasn't strong enough to do the job to do their job. They get paid the same amount of money as me, but 
I'm wasting my time, wasting my efficiency, helping these lazy people or people who aren't even capable of doing the job. And it was making me resentful as hell. And I got my ass out of there. <laughs> now I understand FedEx has restrictions on their hiring and stuff. You know, the labor force for that type of work is going down and down and down. But at least automation will pick up some of the slack. But they have struggles with, you know, diversity requirements and stuff like that. But that's not a topic for this podcast. But in almost every workplace, there's people like this. You got the guys who are super productive and valuable to the team. And they're just being held back by the dumb and the lazy people who are just doing the bare minimum to get by. And not even doing a good job of that. Another thing that you could do is to track very hard. Track all the stuff that they're doing, the calls that they're making, the things that they're saying on the phone. Yeah, all that stuff. For example, a lot of retail businesses have this thing where you go to the checkout and they say, hey, do you have a phone number with us so you can get rewards and blah, blah, blah. And you answer yes or no, and then they uh, scan your stuff and let you go on your way. Now, if I was a local business owner, every opportunity that you got in front of a customer, you had to do something like that. And what I would do is say, hey, you need to uh, ask every single person if they if we have their email or their phone number. And if they don't have it, you need to ask them to get it. Because what happens is they ask the question, hey, do you have an email or phone number with us? And you say no. And they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> your total was nine ninety five or whatever it is, and they send you on your way. That is money being left on the table. That is money being left on the table. And it's not even like a little bit of money. It's a lot of money being left on the table. Even if you just sell products, you have to think of your customers as having a relationship with you. And in order to have a healthy relationship with somebody, you have to have continuous contact with them. So the people that are saying, not asking the customer for their contact information or whatever it is that you're trying to do to get contact information, they are leaving not only just that purchase online. Well, you get that purchase, but you're leaving future purposes on the shelf. Future purposes that would have been had, but would not be had because you did not follow up with them. You didn't get their contact information for whatever reason. At the last job that I had, I was doing exterior cleaning and stuff like that. Windows, gutters, installing gutter guards, climbing on roofs. Sometimes I had to put ladders on top of ladders to get to a, a window. Very dangerous job, right? And... To get to the point, my boss, the guy that owned the place, he had trackers on the trucks. We had a certain amount of jobs during the day, and he would know exactly where we're at, exactly how long we've been there, and how long the job was supposed to take because he went out and scouted the place already and all that stuff. So we were held accountable for getting to the next spot without stopping at Sheets for an hour to talk and eat food or whatever, right? And as a result, people got the job done, and they got to go home. And... Yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say, man. You can choose your customers and your employees just like you choose your wife, just like you choose your friends. Well, you can't really choose your family. You can choose the family that you have, but you can't change the uh, choose the family that you're born into. But yeah, exercise your ability to choose relationships as an adult. Do not accept the child point of view of being out of control in your environment because it will cost you a lot in terms of sanity and profits and impact. And a whole bunch of other stuff that I could think of if I want to talk about that all day. But I'm not. And with that, I'll see you in the next one. And peace out.